Hello and welcome back to Walk the Cinema podcast, where we walk the cinema so we can talk the cinema. Before we get into the episode, we just want to say, uh, if you want to like and subscribe, that would be great. Share if you if you would like. Um, and yeah, our episode for today is Clueless because it's the 26th anniversary of it being released in America. But first, a word from our sponsor. But yeah, the uh, Clueless is one of my favorite movies of all time, and specifically, it's one of my favorite teen movies. I feel like it really captures the essence of being a teen. Yeah. But uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's one of the best teen movies of all time. People talk about Mean Girls, they're wrong. You like Mean Girls. I do like Mean Girls, but not as much as I like Clueless. Clueless is so much more iconic to me because it's actually well done. And not just a bunch of catchphrases and quotable moments. I mean, it still has a lot It of still has them. But that's just a benefit that it brings along. Right. You think it's, it has more substance. Than yeah, you know. a lot more. And also just visually, it's so like, they're fashion icons. Honestly, yeah. They're such fashion icons. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, this is a story that's slightly based off of Jane Austen's novel, Emma, where our, our Emma is Cher, mm-hmm. a rich girl from Beverly Hills. Yeah. This is the only Emma adaptation I actually like. I hate that novel. The, the thing about the novel is, the point of it at least that I get from it, is that Emma is supposed to be an unlikable character. That's not the point that I hate about it. I just hate the Emma movie. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people don't like Emma because the character Emma herself. I think the whole story is doo-doo. I don't mind the character. But I'm saying, like, for a lot of people, it's it's the character. Sure. And I think the point of it is she is supposed to be an unlikable character for a majority of of the story. And then, you know, she kind of realizes her, her, her yeah, error. Cher is, but in a more comedic way. Cher, but Cher has, like, something that I think Emma doesn't, and that's, yeah. like, charisma and, and... You don't hate her. Yeah. You don't hate her. You just know that she can be better. Yeah. You're not supposed to, you know, relate to her. Right. She's not the Joker. <laughs> but she's just so cool that you kind of like her. Yeah, and... <laughs> You know, there's so many different things that I could talk about when it comes to this movie. But I guess for one thing I'll start with is just the iconic fashion of it. It's so timeless. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy that they were able to do that because you look at other teen movies, like, for example, 10 Things I Hate About You. Terrible. It's kind of like... (laughs) The fashion. Yeah, it's like kind of whatever. Any... Most teen movies try to imitate what's popular at the time and that ages terribly. Mm -hmm. And that's something you're taught not to do as a costume designer. Mm -hmm. But teen movies don't really care because they're not trying to be timeless. Most times. Most times. But see, like you have that one and then you also have, which that one came out in like 99, I think. And then you have Mean Girls, which came out in 2004. And it's, again... Same type of thing. It's very 2000, yeah. mid 2000s clothing. You never dress like Lindsay in that movie at all. But. Yeah. But with, with Clueless and, and Cher in particular, like all of her outfits are just. I think because they're so over the top. 
Yeah. Not really over the top like you wouldn't wear that in high school. No. But I think part of it was like I'd been watching The Nanny, Mm -hmm. which was a 90s sitcom about a nanny who is um, watches the kids of a uh, theater producer, a rich theater producer. And some of her outfits I could see actually influencing this movie. I don't know if it was meant to, but I did do some research Mm -hmm. and the iconic Cher look in her plaid Yellow. yellow outfit the nanny wore on it several months before they started filming this movie so and, i'm kind of thinking that and then we had the pleasure of seeing iggy azalea wear it yeah so <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like i found that kind of cool because it wasn't like i was doing research specifically for this movie it's just kind of something i noticed several months ago because yeah. i've watched this movie so many times but i don't even think you need to watch it minute. you memorize that outfit yeah the exactly. first time you lay eyes on it and just everything, everybody else, like, also has pretty iconic clothing, like, at least in the sense of, like, I could see girls today wearing that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of um, the budget went into the wardrobe. <laughs> well, we, we're talking about the costume design and being timeless. It's not as timeless when it comes to the guy characters. Yeah. But, yeah, the main character, Cher and her best friend. Dion. Are pretty iconic. Yeah. And th- those are timeless. Every single outfit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we also have all of these different characters by actors that are kind of up and coming at this point. This came out in 95. So a lot of these actors that are in it, this is pretty much their first kind of big-ish movie, you mm-hmm. know, where we have Brittany Murphy, Alicia oh, yeah. Silverstone. We didn't get Brittany Murphy for much longer, but... No, but I mean, she went on to to be bigger and better. We have Paul Rudd. Yeah. You know, all of these kind of iconic, I would say, actors coming into this movie relatively unknown. And, you know, we get just these iconic roles. You get that with a lot of teen movies. Yeah. You get that with Mean Girls, American Pie. There's a lot of actors that start in teen movies. That's just natural, right? They're... Trying to play teenagers. Yeah. Grease. <laughs> you have 35-year-old teenagers mm-hmm. that, you know, went to not do much except John Travolta. Right. But, yeah, this movie is is so, I think, genuine in, in its storytelling. And especially I was reading about how the director slash writer, because she wrote and directed this movie, she was kind of tired of writing and directing teen movies at this point, but she took her inspiration from reading Emma Jane Austen and applying it to a modern day type girl in a California based high school. And she did spend a lot of time in an actual high school trying to to yeah, get it's not the, creepy. Well, she spent time in a high school trying to learn the vernacular of the times. As if. Yeah, so you kind of get, like, these... Is that what kids used to say? No, but, I mean, it is it is over-exaggerated, right? Yeah. Like, Shear's character that's, that's is... part of the comedy. It's yeah. most of the comedy. It's, like, it's connected and disconnected at the same time. Yeah. Like, she grounded the movie to be modern in the storytelling, but... 
at the same time exaggerate everything else mm -hmm. from the outfits to the words they use yeah. to make it funny. Mm -hmm. But I guess to kind of like go through the movie, we have Cher and, you know, she opens it by saying that she has a best friend named Dion and they're friends because they know what it's like to have people be jealous of <laughs> them and that they're named after great singers that now do infomercials. Yeah, that's a quote. Yeah, <laughs> it is a quote. And you kind of get the sense that Cher... While she's generous, she kind of only does things that will benefit her. Mm -hmm. Case in point, when she gets a low grade in debate, she comes up with this elaborate plan to get her teacher mm -hmm. to fall in love with somebody so it would make him happier and more lenient in, yeah. his, in his grading. But by the way, the low grade, that's bullcrap. That was a good debate speech. <laughs> she convinced me. Uh -huh. The Hadians? Like, like, okay, I gotta say Haiti now. Uh -huh. Because of her dad's birthday party. Yeah. Pretty convincing to me. I don't know what the teacher was thinking. I know. But, you know, she only does things kind of to benefit her own her own agenda, I guess. Yep. And so she thinks, she, she kind of gets on this high of being like, oh, I can fix people. Yeah. So when Ty, the new girl played by Brittany Murphy, comes to school... She wants to take her under her wing and make her a popular girl because she she doesn't look like the typical popular girl. She kind of looks like well, and talks like a, yeah, like a city a, girl. She's a dope head. Yeah. It's implied that she's, yeah, city, inner city. Yeah. Rougher, around the edges girl. Not really into dresses and makeup, but they yeah. change that. Mm -hmm. They make her kind of... Uh, not necessarily a copy of them, but you know, in kind a way, of a copy of them. in a way, they try to make her hook up with the most popular guy in school. Mm -hmm. Doesn't go too well because no. it's Emma. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh -huh. and, it's, it's uh, the same beats as Emma. Yeah, and another pretty iconic thing that happens is she gets left at the gas station and then held at gunpoint, <laughs> which you know is not necessarily something you would think to see in a teen movie. But it's it's pretty funny, and that makes her call her stepbrother Josh, played by Paul Rudd. Which, they don't have any blood relation. Let's get that out of the way. It's not incestual. Mm -hmm. Guys, stop it. Not incestual. <laughs> but, you know, they, you know, kind of start to bond, I guess. Yeah, it, it's kind of a, what are you doing, stepbro type situation. Stop. <laughs> That's not funny. Why not? I'm because... making a joke. I'm just explaining the movie. But yeah, and then, you know, as it goes on, Ty kind of becomes her own popular girl. She becomes the popular girl. And Dion is like circling her instead of Cher. Mm -hmm. After the mall incident. Yeah. And you see the jealousy in Cher. And then the big mistake that... Brittany Murphy makes is wanting to be with Paul Rudd. Yeah, wanting to be with Josh. Yeah. And it makes, you know, it makes Cher kind of realize or kind of question why she doesn't want them to be together. Mm -hmm. And then she realizes she's in love with her stepbrother. Former stepbrother. Former stepbrother. Yeah. No relationship. Completely legal and normal. Yeah, which my one of my favorite lines in all of cinema is when she's 
she, she's, you know, had been on her walk to kind of determine what was wrong with her, like her big realization point. She stops in front of a fountain and is like, wait a minute, I love Josh. Cause it's just so like funny and genuine how Cher does it. Yeah. Cause she wasn't really considering it because of the fact, you know, he's her brother, former side brother. I mean, that's what I said. Um, and yeah, it's a little weird. And that's that people make a lot of jokes about that. Yeah. Naturally. Because it's super weird. Yeah, it's weird, but it's like iconic, you know? Like uh, this is an iconic movie. I can't maybe say let's not teach your kids that. I yeah. can't criticize this movie too much about it because I just love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just also everything about it, we have Share kind of becoming an actual person that cares about people and things outside of herself. Mm-hmm. And being popular and being cool and well-dressed and all these things. Yeah, like she, when she realizes that she has to like genuinely become a good person and not just kind of act like a good person, she helps, you know, um, start the charity event and is like running it and getting people to sign up and give their things away and you know. Yeah, she goes to the wedding, the teacher's wedding, she actually cares. Yeah. That's the end. Yeah. Which <laughs> ending of like having all of your students at your wedding. Yeah. That was really so weird. weird. But it happens in real life because I had a teacher that got married during high school and she invited all the chorus and band kids to her wedding to play at her wedding, but still I found it kind of weird that, like... Yeah, sometimes when you're a teacher, you don't have many friends. Yeah. You kind of got to make do with your students. <laughs> I would never invite my students. Not that I have students. Right. But if you were if a teacher... If I was a teacher, I would never... Yeah. It's also a dangerous line to cross. hmm Not only ethically, but the school board might find it a little weird. Mm-hmm. There's some investigating. <laughs> No, but, you know, there's so many more things I feel like I could talk about this movie. Such as Cher when she she had been saying that she didn't want to date any high school boys. And then the one that she finds that she likes and is attracted to turns out to be gay. And she's attracted to him because he dresses better than her, pretty much. Yeah. Is what we figure out her reasoning is. Yeah. So it's still a pretty superficial reason. Yeah, it's a, yeah, but it's a high school romance. We're gonna do. Yeah, usually they are. And I don't know. There's so many quotes in this, yeah. but it's kind of crazy. To me, it's just the as if. That's that's the most important one. <laughs> right at the beginning, when she shoves the guy for trying to yeah. kind of walk with her. But yeah, I mean, it's it's there's the iconic iconic line delivered by Ty where she's like you're just a virgin who can't drive after she fails the yeah that hit it does it does hit doesn't that it <laughs> and I can kind of drive but it still it hurts oh my god stop what nothing but... no it, it just feels like just a good stinger yeah it does like that 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 puts you down for the count yeah for a little while at least and like you know sure. After, you know, that interaction, we've said this before, that she kind of becomes a better person, but she also kind of appreciates the friends that she has more. Which are not that many. No. Not really. She appreciates, like, Dion and 
her boyfriend Murphy more as like they may put up a front about being argumentative and and uh, confrontational, but when nobody's looking, they're really sweet to each other and considerate. And, you know, I think you also see that when they almost die in the car crash, which is also <laughs> an iconic scene for me because I felt with that with every fiber of my being because I hated learning how to drive yeah. when I was 15, 16. That happens to a lot of American kids. Mm-hmm. You from other countries that aren't going to understand, I guess, that American kids at 16, 15 are driving and they're super scared. Yeah, I was. Especially on the highway. Yeah, I didn't drive on the highway until I was probably 18, even though I got my license when I was 16. And, you know, it's scary. It's I think scary. that's, that's <laughs> the, the best scene with Murray, mm-hmm. which is played by Donald Falson. Mm hmm who is the accidental inventor of the Fortnite dance thing. Ah. Yeah, it is the Fortnite dance in Scrubs. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. that he's in... Yeah, He wow. accidentally ruined a whole generation. Did you believe that? <laughs> no, but it, again, it's another person that's iconic in now, writer culture. Yeah, And, you know... It's it's such a fun and good movie, and I can't believe that 26 years later we're talking about it, and it doesn't look like it'll ever be out of pop culture references. Hopefully not. You know? Hopefully not. If Mean Girls stays, I hope this stays too, because this deserves it. Yeah, this one deserves it more than, than anything, I think. Yeah, more than Tina Fey. I mean, more than Mean Girls. Uh-huh. But yeah, um... It's not the longest episode of all time, but we're just going to jump to the ratings because everyone has seen this, hopefully. If you haven't, do it. And I give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, it's a 7 out of 10. Even though it's one of my favorite movies, there are, like, you know, it's, some of it's a little superficial. Yeah, you got to be realistic. Yeah. You can love it and not think it's high art. Yeah, it's definitely not high art, but it definitely is a movie that I think more young girls relate to or at least see. Excuse me. I've seen this movie three times this year. (laughs) I mean, same, but I feel like you might be in the minority when it comes to... Oh, thank you. That puts me in a great light. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? Like, I remember me and my roommates in college would watch this, you know... Mm. several times during the year because it's just a feel-good movie that it's there's not a lot of brain power that has to go into and also, watching this knowing your roommates that's probably a good option because they don't have a great taste stop i stop but yeah yeah this was a very fun watch i will probably watch this several more times this year alone or together yeah don't put me out of this <laughs> But it's 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 fun. It's iconic. There's so many lines that I could still say. I could probably recite at least half of it just from memory. You kind of did. I know. You're kind of saying the the words as they were saying them. It just proves to 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 the people that this is so iconic. But yeah, that was our thoughts on Clueless. You can tell us your thoughts on Clueless if you'd like. And we'll see you next time.